Hey guys, Spirit here. Just wanted to remind you all that the Relics of War Guild is openly recruiting, and if you want to come hang out with us, I think we're pretty cool people. But if you don't want to take my word from it, here are some actual robots. Uh-oh, we're being recorded. Flee! Flee for your lives! We have a mumble, which we put to excellent use, talking about very important and productive things. <laughs> I do see Balthazar every once in a while at the actual flax farm, and I'm like, what up, Balthazar? Sometimes Grenz shows up. Oh, you know. I've seen Lissa. <laughs> Every day I'm farming flax. It's a living. We do fractals, dungeons, and raids. Here in Relics of War, we carry a torch through three different fractals and name it Steve. We even PvP on occasion. Here at Relics, you can be the bad war any day. We do massive events and invite everyone in the community to join us. This is madness, no! This is Toypocalypse! You can make it work. We don't do much World v. World as a guild, but we are based on Northern Shiver Peaks, and we love the NSP community. If you don't like the high pressures of World vs. World and those overrated servers like Blackgate, come here! Northern Shiver Peaks, where it's quiet. No one can hear you scream. We do guild missions on a weekly basis. Relics of War! Climb mountains, beat up trolls, and take their artichokes! Our members have a very diverse range of skills and interests, and we're happy to teach new players to the game. Relics of War, where no man is left behind. Even the really silly people, like me. We've got a website at guild.relicsofwar.com, which we also use for very productive and important conversation. I don't really know what's going on in here. <laughs> I just showed up. I have gotten that Karma Snow Globe as well. It does exist. Can you link it? I, I know I ate it. Cricket. Cricket. If you think you'd like to join the rowboat fleet, just send us a whisper in game at Relics of Or. That's Relics of O-R-R. -R, and we'll see you soon. I'm just listening in for the laughs. And so should you. Anyway, we do this on the fly, and this is very juice-fueled. Welcome to episode 174 of Relics of Ore. I'm your host, Grybok, and joining me this evening is my fine co-host, Spirit. How are you doing this evening? Hi. I'm really good, actually. It's been a lovely weekend, and we've had an extra... Um, it was a long weekend for us here, and uh, we had a superb owl today. And I also ran around Tangled Depths a lot and poured a lot of people, because we... We just did a guild event where we ran around Tangled Zaps and tried to pick up some achievements and things that people didn't have. And a lot of people turned up, which was great. Uh, but I also dropped a lot of portals, which was also great, because eventually I think we got most everyone through most everything we did. But there were so many people I couldn't keep track of them, which is both awesome, because that many people joined us, and terrifying, because I was like, oh my god, where is everyone? Which is standard for Tangled Zaps. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Um at least, you know, you didn't have to hide behind the not expecting to get called on this time since you're the only one. Um, we mm. were originally slated to have four co-hosts, but uh, last minute life happened. And so the two of us are here and we were the ones who didn't contribute anything to the show notes because we're lazy slackers. So we're just going <laughs> to sort of do a YOLO show or a show if you will, um, and talk about Tangled Depths because it is on the forefront of our minds. And I've been doing the meta event a fair bit this past week and... Like you said, you just did a, a guild event there, and we haven't talked about it, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, is there anything you'd like to start off with? Or just sort of whatever? Um, Tangled Depths is beautiful and wonderful to explore once you stop hating everything. I think I still hate everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so the map rework that happened, what was it, like a month ago? Two months ago? Mm -hmm. Something like that was really helpful it made it a lot more clear where where you could go and what was on each height map area um which was a lot better when you were trying to sort of connect the dots between places but i've noticed that it's still very frustrating when you're not quite familiar where the events occur and you get notifications for events and you can't tell what height they're on or um, same with the story. Uh, my wife was was doing the story where you have to find your way through the caves, and like it's very not 
with a map that has that many different heights on it, but that are not easily accessible, like in Verdant Brink, where you can updraft or bouncing mushroom your way all the way from the bottom to the top of the map with relative ease, where you need to take these long winding side paths, um, it can still be just super frustrating, even though you can see how they connect together when you don't know <laughs> which one you're supposed to be on. Um, so even even with that improvement, it can it can be pretty frustrating until you've got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a cool map actually. I mean, I, I have to say now that now that I've done the meta event, um, it's it's pretty neat. You showed me how to do that. Um, I don't know a week ago. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So as far as as far as metas go, actually, I think it's maybe not the easiest, but it's pretty straightforward compared to some of the other ones. I feel like mm-hmm. it's been scaled down a lot too. Um, so just to sort of bring it back and and rephrase, we're talking about the chalk gerant part of it, right? Yeah. Or you want to talk about the whole thing? Well, I mean, we can talk about the whole thing. I've done two of the camp build up events because I needed some last mastery points, and I don't know exactly how they affect the gerant because. I sort of did them almost backwards, where the easiest way to get the mastery point is to wait until the meta event is over and then just start at the beginning. But the easiest way to get a meta event done well is to taxi into an already finished map, because if you just stay on the map that finished, it's usually not going to get organized by the time the next one rolls around. So, or mm-hmm. at least that's that's what I found. So I don't actually know what the exact impact is, aside from opening up waypoints. Uh... Yeah, so I guess I'll start sort of from the beginning. Um, my understanding of the map, the way the map works, is there's sort of these three layers of the map, and most of the meta takes place on the top two layers. Um, so the top layer of the map is lots of pockets of land, which are connected by caves that go down into the second and third layer. Um, so there's sort of uh, the a giant tree called Teku Newhawk, and that's a, a Newhawk village where all the... the you know, Newhawk villagers live, and there's events circling that one. Um, there's a char camp called Scar Scar Camp, and I don't remember what Scar stands for, but the it's Scar, an acronym. The Scar Bivouac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is an ogre camp where ogres have crashed out of a packed ship, and they're trying to recoup and, and gather pets and learn about their new environment. And uh, Rada Novus, which I don't want to talk about, too much um, because it's fairly spoilery and if you haven't done the story thus far um, that might be something you're very keen on learning for yourself so I'm not going to talk too much about what goes on in Radonovus. Although um, to be fair it's now been what four months? Yeah but we just did our Tangled Depths map today and there were several people who had never been to Tangled Depths before so I'm trying to trying to be mindful of the people who go very slowly about things. Okay. That's Plus, fair there's enough. plenty it's of not, other stuff to talk about. I was gonna say it's not integral to the discussion. Yeah. Um, so those events um, during the first part of the meta ge- generally have um, tell the story of whichever camp you're at. Um, they sort of wind down through the map into the second layer. Um, and something that helped me when I first started exploring the map um, get around a lot better is I realized that the second layer. Um, it, like if you look at your hand and spread out your fingers, that's what the second layer of the map looks like with all the different lanes. Um, so if you're looking at your left hand, your pinky would be Ogre Lane, and then your ring finger would be Newhawk, Rodanovis, Scar, and then there's sort of a dinky fifth one that goes off into nowhere, which is also Scar, uh, which would be your thumb. And there are paths you can take to get between them. There are Newhawk walls you can take be- to get between them. Um, but generally, as a rule of thumb, her, her, her. The map areas above them would be in between your fingers on the top layer. Uh, so having that sort of mental image in my head of how the map worked out helped me get around a lot better than just going, I think I know where this cave goes, maybe. Yeah, And, and then the falling three layers to my death. The wallows do help a ton. It's That's one of those Definitely. sort of weird masteries where it's not universally applicable, especially because, especially in Verdant Brink, there are almost none. And then in... in um, orc basin there there are some but in tangled depths because the map is so non-linear it's so much in yeah like in 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 orc basin it's sort of just more of a convenience whereas in tangled depths it's a huge a huge traversal factor because of the the non-linearity so if 
if you are at the point where you are still working on your masteries and you're interested in doing Tangled Depths and the New Hawk Wallows is anywhere close to trainable for you, it might be worth investing in that if you're, you know, if you're planning on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you as you complete these sort of stories around each each camp, um, they take you down into the middle level. There was a follow up thought to that, but I can't remember what it is now. Crap, this always <laughs> happens. Oh, um, and in the middle level, that's those are all the different lanes that you see on the map. Uh, those get reinforcements or different things depending on which uh, which lane it is. So, for example, an ogre lane. Um, I think more friendly ogres start patrolling, more friendly um, ogre pets start patrolling, and ogre smashers appear, depending on how far um, you get in the, the meta event um, prior to Chalk Jaren. Does that make sense? So like each lane gets something additional, like like reinforcements, or um, in the case of Radonovus, like the, the security devices are friendly to you, but hostile to Chalk. Mm, so, which um, is nice, because those things are a pain. Yes. Should we the talk devices, about chalk? Is. Oh, oh. I, I meant the security. Yeah. I mean, well, chalk, chalk are also a pain, but those that security also. devices hurt um, real bad and help a lot when they're on your side. We can talk about chalk. I was going to ask what the impact was on Scar because Scar is pretty much just a DPS check when you get to the actual Jarrett, and so I didn't really know exactly what the positive influence was. I'm not entirely sure with Scar. I, Tangled Depths is a map that I have spent a lot of time on, but not necessarily a lot of time doing the meta event, actually. Mm. Um, so I don't... I'm not 100% sure on that one. I don't know okay. all the ins and outs of it. Like, I do some other things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, let's... Uh, yeah, we can talk about the, the chalk, the, the primary enemy of the of the map. I would argue that the primary enemy of the map is navigation, but then the chalk <laughs> I guess that's true. Um but yeah, there there's sort of these weird. Uh, I had I had some other game that they made me think of, and now I'm totally blanking on it. Um, there's sort of these weird, like almost Zerg-like sort of head crab slash Karka slash I don't know. There's just these weird crawly organic monsters. They they kind of remind me of Karka, not not entirely, but sort mm. of in the way that their skin looks and like. The fact that they amble around on, you know, usually are quadrupedal. Um, yeah, they're just sort of these weird bug things. And they, they sort of have this combo that they do to you if you don't have the mastery. Which I actually just got that mastery and I don't know what it does yet. Um, but there's a, they have this chack goop that they spit at you. And then other other chalk. I always want to call them chack even though, they say, even though they're chalk. Basically do a boatload of extra damage to you um right if you're if you're mm-hmm. gooped and then the goop also slows you down and all that all that good stuff um so that's sort of the like yeah they, they sort of they sort of have multiple roles and they work together which i actually think is kind of cool because the mordrum obviously have multiple roles but they don't necessarily have a ton of synergy i've found they just sort of each do their own thing and they all just kind of hurt yeah uh, but <laughs> but the the chalk really feel like they're they are a team of, you know, moving moving parts or whatever. Um, I've definitely mentioned it on the show before, but I do want to point out again that I think the chalk were a really smart way of doing masteries that let you feel like and it may basically what what I think they did very well with the chalk is they said, look, you can fight the chalk. Um, you're not gonna have t- terrible trouble killing them. Um, but it's also significantly easier once you have the mastery. And, but that's Whereas like the they top tier mastery, right? Yeah, that's true. But my point is, when we were coming into Heart of Thorns, we were very concerned about, you know, oh, are enemies just going to be invulnerable? Do you have till you have a mastery? Is yeah. it gonna? Is it just going to be purely gated off? And I think they did. They made a really smart move when they went about it that way, where it's entirely possible to get through um, tangled depths without having that high tier mastery. Um, but once you do, it makes a big difference and especially how you're able to get around solo i wouldn't say it makes a huge difference in meta events because you're largely reliant on having other people around um, but i've noticed a big difference having the mastery trying to run through the map rather than fighting things so what what exactly does the mastery do it's, it's i'm pulling it up right now because i have forgotten and i'm does, in a loading screen does it just it's basically like, make the goop not work on you i think so or it doesn't stack the debuff because 
for every every goop stacked on you, the electricity does more damage. Right. And it slows you down more, I think. Evading instantly removes all stock uh, chalk goop on you, which is why I feel it when I'm running through, because I'm always dodging away from them. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, because that does help a lot with metas, too, because even though you're relying on more people, that also just sort of means by virtue of how the system scales that there are more chalk, and so you're getting hit with more acid also. Like, obviously, you still rely on your teammates, but that mm-hmm. acid is even more ever-present. You you can't avoid it in, or the gunk or whatever, you, can, like, you cannot avoid it in a meta, right. because there are yep. so many more things. Whereas, when you're running around, you can just sort of, like you know whoop whoop around or whatever but that like that doesn't that doesn't work during the meta fight so yeah um, fair enough but yeah that's that's a good point um it's it is sort of a shame that that that's a top tier mastery and of the top tier masteries it is probably the second least interesting i would say um with the least interesting going to exalted gathering i think because yeah that's super boring uh, but uh, you know it, it's it's got some stiff competition with other like because adrenal mushrooms are so powerful and they're on all the maps and um leyline gliding is it's it's just something new it's something that you can do with gliding which is cool um and mm-hmm. but then you've got uh, then you've got the exalted gathering and then you've got this which Again, this is more interesting than Exalted Gathering, but I was working on the weapon collections, and they all need Exalted Gathering, so it got priority for me, even though the chalk one was more interesting. Yeah. So it, it is sort of a shame that it was put that late into the Masteries, like all told, but but I do agree. I, I think that that was a pretty good implementation of that style of mastery-enemy interaction, because I, mm-hmm. I do remember us being worried about that beforehand. So anyway, so we do these, you do these camps, you build them up, you do a series of events, you get a mastery point um, for doing every stage of one, and you don't have to do them all in a row, it has a checklist of of parts that you've done, but it's usually easiest to just start at the beginning and then go end to end. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a pretty good way to get, what, five, four mastery points? Five? One for each camp. Uh, there's a ton of mastery points in Tangled Depths, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these ones are easy because, yeah, you know, you just have to do the camp. So, uh, yeah, good good way to get masteries. And like you said, yeah, it sort of tells the the story of the area. the The scar bivouac. You start out trying to find other crashed survivors or whatnot from the charcopters, and then you sort of round them back up to the camp by the waypoint. And then when you capture that camp back, that opens the waypoint for other people to show up. And then you reinforce the camp, and then you sort of make weapons and then you sort of push them out to fight the chalk and then eventually there's like a huge horde style chalk event where they come in and you've got cannons and or you're just a reaper and you just go down there and murderate them all um, (laughs) which is definitely what i did um but yeah i I don't know did you like do we want to talk about the sort of the story of each one or did uh, radanovas aside or or just sort of talk about the progression of the meta in general um well Instead of talking about each one, how about was there were there any that stood out to you as being either really excellent events or like really great NPC or interesting NPCs? Hmm. Well, I haven't done the ogre one yet. Okay. Um, I I can tell you my favorite one if that helps. What you think? Sure. Um. So I love the one in New Hawk where the the sort of story of that one is you're you're uh, helping the New Hawk village raise. Be, uh, fighting beetles from larvae um, and then hatching them and bringing the adolescent ones, herding them in. And during the herding event, you get turned into a new hawk and you can lick the beetles to drag them into their pen and herd them. I haven't done this one either and I want to now. It is so much fun. The The skills they give you are amazing and you can like belly flop on them. And I think there's also... Yeah, I can't remember what all the skills are, but I, I know the tongue one was hilarious. I was just having t- too much of a good time with that one. Especially because, you know, when you're fighting a new hawk, you always get pulled in by the tongue and you're like, damn you! Yeah. 
<laughs> so to actually be able to use that was pretty fun. And then there's sort of a follow-up event. I think they're one after another um, where all the adolescent beetles, as you know, adolescents do, get very moody and sort of trample through the entire New Hawk village. And so you have to jump on the mushrooms to calm them down and like um, lure them in. Which is fairly easy to do. You could just do it with your normal skill set. But if you look around and talk to the NPCs, um, there are sort of alternative ways of completing the event, which are very fun. Like you can pick up a mushroom on a fishing pole and lure the beetles over to the, the nodes and swing the mushroom around your head to get their attention and get the maggot on you. Uh, so I, I really enjoy those sort of two, two events in combination. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I happened across the very first stage with the larva. And then I just, I, I tried to go back and do it for another mastery point, And I just, I was the only person there doing it. And so I just sort of gave up on it. And I kind of forgot that I hadn't, hadn't done that one. That sounds great. Um, yeah, the, the, well, the, the only two I've actually done end to end were Rodanovis and Scar. And I, I did like Scar because, you know, you're, you're just sort of building up cannons and just killing a whole bunch of chalk. And that's just like mm -hmm. super satisfying in general anyway. Um, so yeah, it's fun, but I but I have what what is what is the ogre one? I guess I mean we might as well just talk about all the stories um anyway at this point like yeah ogres that's really the only other one it's it's mostly just that they there's more nuance to it too and I'm forgetting exactly what it is because they it was something like they're like they're they're not quite feeling betrayed by the pact but they're they're upset about being there right like they they're miss they're like either homesick or. I can't remember what it, exactly what it is, but the, the sentiment is that, um, you know, they didn't really want to be in the jungle anyway, and now they've crashed and are stuck here, um, basically without their pets. They lost most of their pets in the crash, and uh, ogre pets are, uh, it's it's almost a symbiotic relationship. Like, ogres have to have pets. <laughs> so yeah. they, they are feeling out their surroundings um, and trying to adapt uh which takes the form of going in and pillaging chalk eggs bringing them back to camp and raising them uh which is sort of complicated by the fact that chalk are very much i don't i think they're a hive mind i don't really know maybe not a hive mind maybe that's not the right word but they they're definitely attracted to each other and responsive to the presence of chalk in the area mm -hmm. um so as they're bringing them back basically anytime an egg breaks chalk will be lured to the area so they have to be very careful and protect them and then you sort of nurture the eggs with leyline energy from throughout the the, the ogre area um, and it eventually culminates in using the chalk to take back key areas from the mordrum uh, they're actually hostile to each other which is sort of a really crazy uh, event because the chalk are hostile to you and the mordrum are hostile to you, but the chalk are fighting the mordrum, so you just kind of want to hide in a corner and not hit any of the chalk because you don't want them to aggro on you. <laughs> uh. Now we just need to bring in Karka. Chalk versus Karka versus mordrum. Oh, God. That'd be amazing. Dude, can you imagine one of those giant rolly Karka just, like, splattering a million chalk? You know, as much... <sighs> listen. <laughs> listen. Ariana Net. Here's my new most desired thing for guild halls i want a thing where i can spawn different mobs in our pvp arena and have them fight each other dude we could have like, yeah we could have like guild pokemon battles yeah oh man i would love that i we never knew how much i wanted team. that oh man me either ain't it please <laughs> yeah i i will i will seed any uh claims you know for it for legal reasons it just you know if that's that's clearly the impediment that's happening here yeah uh please yeah. please please take and run with that <laughs> oh that's awesome um <laughs> you know this map is sort of more similar to verdant brink than the other too, because this map and Verdant Brink both are telling stories on multiple fronts that are not directly connected to each other but come together for the final event. Whereas both Dragon Stand and Orc Basin are both splitting up your forces into multiple areas of the map, but really both of them are part of the same like thing. You do the same thing kind of in each area in both of those maps. Like in Orc Basin, you're activating pylons everywhere mm -hmm. like i mean that that the story of that map is activating pylons and then stopping the mordrum attack 
and you know and in in dragon stand you split up into several lanes and then push down and you push the pack down each lane and you make bases at each you know checkpoint and you do some events to fortify those bases and then you push down and you kill a tower on each side and then you push down and and meet up at at the you know dragon um mm-hmm. but these ones those those two maps verdant brink and and tangled depths really give you yeah I mean, yeah they just they just feel like they're progressing a lot of stories through their events as opposed to just doing one map event if that makes sense uh, yeah just... i've yeah i would argue that Oric basin also has little stories but they not on the same scale that the other two do yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, each I mean, you know, and each lane in in Dragon Stand has its own flavors of things. You know, you're you're helping different little forces along the way. Yeah. Um, but it's I think it's because they're both split up into camps, and each camp has its own personality. Yeah, like you know, you do the you do the oh Farron, you do the Farron's Flyer Noble Camp, and that's just yeah. completely different from the Itzel village, which in turn is completely different from rallying all of the packed captains and electing one of them. And, you know, all those, I mean, all those things are, are, are way more different, I think, than, than, uh, Auric and, and Dragonstan. Just, just sort of a point of interest. I, I can't, I don't really know which one I prefer. Um, they're just different, which is mm-hmm. noteworthy perhaps. But anyway, so uh, uh, you know, so I have this question for you because I was a little bit confused. Is okay. Tangled Depths on the same timer structure as the other maps? Yes. Okay. Um, it sort of—I don't know where it lines up with the other ones exactly, but there's definitely a—you know—the meta start at this time. Um, preparation for Chalk Geront's arrival starts at this time, and then Chalk Geront will spawn at this time across all Tangled Depths maps. Um, whether it is built up or not okay yeah i just i really couldn't yeah i don't know why it it just felt like it was harder to identify when the gerent was going to spawn until it sort of just did whereas in the other maps you sort of get this warning like well i mean i guess they give you similar warnings but it feels like it's already started in tangled depths because it's already sort of shuffling you into your lanes when that warning happens whereas on verdant mm-hmm. break it says you know night falls in x minutes or in tarrier you know it it says oh get you know each each side needs to power up their armors and you know start start working on that whereas tangled depths it's sort of like hey the Jack jaren's about to spawn go <laughs> um which is a little bit i don't know i guess that's similar but okay i i was just curious because the timer page seemed a little bit confusing in the way that it was written and maybe i was just sort of looking at it at weird times but uh this on the on the wiki but yeah so anyway um so do we want to talk about the actual gerent fight yeah um so if auric basin for example is the story uh like the map story is them trying to turn on the pylons and then defend Terrier from the Morgem. The story of Tangled Depths uh, with regard to the meta is the Order of Whispers trying to find a way through the underground to Morgemoth. Um, and they're trying to accomplish this by pointing four massive cannons at a wall and blowing the ever-living crap out of it in order to bust through to Dragonstan. Sounds By the way, legit. It, yeah, I highly recommend that like, if you, even if you've done the story before, um, I highly recommend in between parts of the story going and playing map meadows. Um, they fit into the overall story theme very well, especially Tangled Depths and Dragon Stand. If you do those before you sort of finish the last story instance in each of those zones, um, it feels like it makes a much more cohesive sort of an interesting story. Yeah, I would I would, I would totally agree with that. I mostly skipped the metas when I was doing the story, mostly because I was sort of in a rush to get the story done. I did some of Verdant Brink, and I think I ran Orc Basin once. But by then, partially due to the nature of being on timers and not necessarily lining up my schedule, I definitely just skimped on Tangled Depths. I just sort of ran through it for the story, and um, 
and I hadn't done Dragon Stand until well after I had finished the story. And I would definitely agree with that advice. Like when my when my buddy that's working a lot of hours right now that I I we sort of started a, a run through of the story for him. I, I'm definitely gonna do the do the metas with him. Uh, you know, when we when we get back to it before finishing the story, I think that's really solid advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of the so the the order of whispers is trying to get through to Dragon Stand, um, but the sort of complication is that they are using cannons that are powered by lay energy, uh, which obviously there is plenty of in this map. Um, but by concentrating all the lay energy, they draw out the biggest, meanest, baddest chalk known as the Chuck Gerents. Um, and one, there's one in each lane, and all of them, all the lanes have to get their events down perfectly to get a boss kill, which is sort of, it's hard. I don't think, I can't think of a boss with a lower completion, like, at least in my experience, I can't think of a boss with a lower completion rate except maybe Triple Trouble, um, because you don't necessarily need huge numbers for each lane but some you definitely need more than others and then you definitely need people that know what they're doing for each lane um so each lane has sort of the same mechanics where the the goal ultimately is to perform your lane's mechanic well enough that you a fill up the bar once and succeed in driving out chalk durant and then there's a bonus that if you fill up the bar more than once you get bonus damage against chalk durant and then your secondary objective is to stop chalk rushers from hitting the cannon. So there's sort of two events going on at once. You have to make sure you get the rushers down and then focus really hard on whatever your main event is. Um, and that mechanic varies between lanes. So, for example, in Rada Novus, it's picking up um, crystals and throwing them at golems. In Scar Lane, it's just keeping chalk off a thumper turret and the char NPCs. So it's just almost pure DPS in that lane. You just murderate everything. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, for Ogre, it's smashing eggs, and for Newhawk, you have to jump up uh, using bouncy mushrooms onto specific mushroom stomp nodules, and then run away from the mushrooms because they explode and they're very scary. Oh, is that is that so? I did that on my Reaper and gave zero um, clucks. <laughs> yeah, I I play squishy everything, so I run away scared all the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, Necro is a uh, really good in uh, in in that map because there's a lot of things that are not as scary for you as they are for other people. Yeah. Incidentally, uh, if you're already disappointed at how much Necro talk goes on on this podcast, I'm sorry, but I'm slowly being pulled onto the Necro bandwagon because yes. the next character I'm gearing up is my Necromancer for raids. Come to the dark side. We have blighted cookies. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, we'll try and not oversell the profession but we are the best <laughs> necros no longer the necros of guild wars um now that doesn't quite have the right ring to it anyway um yeah uh, so that's so yeah it's the the meta is not very hard if you have a map that is organized but is probably the hardest to get anything done if you are not organized because when you do verdant brink for example uh, you can just fight one of the one of the wyverns, and you know, sure, maybe the map doesn't succeed, but you'll get that chance to fight it, and and you can just do it, and you can get credit for it, and that's that. I mean, you, you know, you won't get as big a reward, but you'll still get a pretty decent one. But mm-hmm. on Chalk Gerant, if any lane messes up, it ends like the, the end. You fail. And so it doesn't matter if your lane is good if there's just an abandoned lane. So yeah, I, like you said, it probably requires the most coordination. Um, Dragon Stand also does to a certain extent, but uh, possibly because there's only three lanes on Dragon Stand, it's probably it probably feels a little bit easier to get done. Whereas yeah. you need, I keep phrase. So is it actually five lanes? No, in, there's there's four meta four? event lanes, but there's an there's like a fifth lane that nothing actually happens in ah gotcha okay so anyway um yeah but then you fight the check gerant and it's a pretty good source of leyline crystals if you are needing those like i am mm-hmm. um yeah i mean so that's that's the general map uh there's there like you said there are a bunch of 
mastery points scattered around the map, both for doing outposts, doing the defend of, or doing doing the Gerund event, doing uh, obviously doing some adventures. Uh, of which on that map there are two of the harder ones to get gold, if not impossible. Um, but there's also three really easy ones to get gold. So you know, if that's your thing, that's nice. And there's also a bunch of those hidden airship ones, if that makes sense. Oh, there's also a strong the strong boxes. That's what they're called. Yeah, the airship strong boxes. There's also an airship strong box that you can only get to after a complete a successful completion of the Chak Jarrett event. Um, so it's at least worth it to do it once because you'll get at least two or three mastery points just for doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Also, we neglected to mention, there's actually a fourth layer on this map, which is the underwater section. Yeah, I actually find that really cool. I do too, um, but sometimes it's hard to figure out where the access points are. Yeah, Um, no, I agree with that. But also there was a cave that I thought you had to swim to and for like a month, and I just realized that there is a way to walk out of the bottom of Tekunuhak to get there, which makes me feel like an idiot. (laughs) I I think I know the one you're thinking. Is that the one where the Skelk Regurgitant spawns? Yep. Yeah, I still need to kill that guy, because every time I see him, I'm like, I don't want to swim all the way over there, but now I know. Yeah, I can um, show you after so the show. So next time, I will do that. <laughs> yeah, you can just I still run need his right mastery point. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a sure thing. <laughs> yeah, because I, I tried to find it forever, because there's a point of interest down there, too. Mm-hmm. And I could not figure out how to get there until I realized you could get there through the water. And then I eventually got there, and and then just, you know, two days ago, I realized you can just walk right down there, and I felt like an idiot, but uh, but I got it, so <laughs> there you go. It's a really cool area, though. It's like a underground cave with a big, that's a big sort of underground lake in a cavern, and um, with, like, tree roots and sort of islands elevated on giant tree roots and stuff. It's, it's really cool. I, I actually love the aesthetic of the place, so... Uh, yeah and then yeah yeah, there's a there's a bunch of mastery points for certain bosses and stuff like that or like like champion Mm -hmm. bosses yeah i highly recommend i think my my sort of two best mapping experiences in tangled depths have been um going in with christian and just exploring slowly the two of us and just kind of going wherever the map took us and looking in corners it's a really good map for just pure exploration like if you love that go into tangled depths and just don't care about what's going on because there's so much hidden in like little tiny corners and little different caverns and stuff for you. Um, and if you don't like that, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool <laughs> spelunking map. Yeah, absolutely. There's Both so literally many... and figuratively. Yeah, it's really, um, I guess, visually rewarding to find those very cool places that very few people have seen. Yeah. Um, in relation to that, uh, I know of two jumping puzzles on the map. How do what do you know of? How many do you know of? Uh, I've done the Rodanovis one, the mushroom one. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if I've done another one. I feel like I have, but I don't remember where it is because I think I did it really early. Okay, well, I am going to give a hint for people. I will not spoil anything about it, um, but I will give a hint for people on how to find it and what to do at the end of it because it's not obvious. Um, so for how to find it, I recommend going underwater and looking for places that might be dead ends, but if you investigate closely, may actually not be. Um, I recommend looking in all directions and remembering that water is a 3D space, which you can move through. And then when you get to the end and you don't know what to do, I recommend um, doing what everyone does in MMOs when they don't know what to do or they're waiting for someone. Look it up. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. I told that to Hunter earlier though, today, though, and he figured it out immediately. So hopefully mm. that helps someone. I I may know. Is there a mastery point attached to that? No, it's just an achievement. There's no chest or anything at the end of the puzzle. Okay, then I may not know where that one is. There's a really tricky mastery point, though, on that map that's hidden behind a wall that is not always a wall. Not, not talking about the one at the end of the map uh, after the meta event. Oh, is that the mushroom one? Uh, no. Oh There's, goodness! It's the one with like earth elementals. Yes. Oh yes, I have been there. I actually had to kill an earth elemental recently for uh, the legendary armor collection. Oh yeah, that's that is true. That is part of that, I believe. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I thought that might be what you were talking about for a second when you said do what every MMO player does, which is kill monsters. Um, I actually don't know where <laughs> you're talking about though. Uh, but I thought that I thought that might have been what you're talking about because I don't remember exactly where it is. I remember it was sort of in a weird, several bounces and jumps up and floating around, and then you and then you find these elementals and kill them, and then it opens up a thing, and there's sort of an elemental like the mode near hand elementals or whatever from the queen or the human story instance sort of yes yeah um but yeah no that's cool you should show me where that is later I, yeah uh, absolutely yeah the i i love jumping puzzles i've always loved them i've done all of the core tyria jumping puzzles and all of the living story jumping puzzles but i have not gone through and made sure i've actually done all of the these ones although i've found some weird shenanigany ways to get places that are not officially jumping puzzles, but... Oh, you've been inducted into the Shongaku School of Jumping Puzzles. Oh, yeah. If you can jump on it, it is now a puzzle. Oh, have you seen the one in our guild hall? I have not. Okay, well, I will now tell everyone that, hey, there's a really cool jumping puzzle in the Relics of Our Guild Hall being slowly built by Edis, and he is building... It's, it's essentially a jumping puzzle that stops at sort of various nodes around the guild hall. And what we're doing over time is we're going to give each node to a person and have them decorate it with their own unique flair. Um, so I think there's four of those currently. I've decorated one, which will be revised when scribing gets rebalanced so that I can actually put some cooler decorations on it. Um, and there are a couple of really nice ones decorated with trees and shrubs and things. And they go up really high and are not all the way to the ceiling like some people, but it does go up really high and around the guild hall. And they're all fairly easy jumps to make it's still definitely possible to fall off of it but it's not they're not tricky jumps it's meant to be that we can get pretty much most anyone through it um so if that's something you're interested in relics of ore we're pretty neato people that's the tagline yeah. for our guild <laughs> nice um yeah i there's there's some on dragon stand there are a bunch of hero points that you are ostensibly supposed to get after you have defeated Mordremoth's body, but with some clever jumping, you can get them anytime, even though they're sealed, um, which I have done for two or three of them. So uh, that that's sort of what I was talking about with the shenanigan <laughs> jumping. But also potentially, depending on your definition, getting up into the uh, canopy during, uh, during daytime in Verdant Brink. I know of, I think, three or four ways up there now. So Yeah. Uh, not not in, not including the one, or rather, including but finding some creative ways from the Farron's Flyer. Because uh, that one's pretty obvious. That one like, yeah. takes you right up there. But there's a couple other, other ways that you can get up there and, and find some pretty cool, pretty cool ways up, in, up into there. Or jump onto low-hanging branches with little tiny rock juts on them if you don't have infinite gliding so that you can take layaways in between in between the islands yeah. i forget i forget now like how how little you can yeah. glide oh i'm so spoiled on having advanced gliding now i i've really felt it today um running around i think we had we started with squ a squad of maybe 15 to 20 rowboats and then um, as I was running around the map you know as happens when you have a tag up people started joining the squad and i couldn't like we ended probably with 40 people um in and around the squad mostly or a large part of them were pugs and i couldn't believe how many portals we had to give because people just dropped out of the sky because <laughs> everyone was gliding and uh, you know obviously i'm happy to do those portals because i know everyone can't make it you know not everyone's got all the masteries yet for whatever reason that's totally fine but holy crap i am so spoiled and i feel so lucky now <laughs> Yeah, it's I like I said I've got that friend that has been working a ton and hasn't had a time to time to play it much and I have to constantly readjust my my gauging on things that people can glide to because it's it's been quite a while. Gliding was one of the first ones I maxed out just because it's so ever present in in the expansion and I mean I I always love mobility stuff so yep. But was there I'm just trying to think if there's anything else to really talk about on the map other than, I mean, it's just, a lot of it's just experiential, sort of not a lot to talk about. Yeah, I'm trying to think, too, if there was anything that I really wanted to specifically call out. So I guess this is a little bit of a gripe, but it's not limited to Tangled Depths. It's on all the maps, because we've discussed it. Because I'm sort of preemptively working towards one of the hot legendaries in anticipation that I will really like one of them. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do like Nevermore, but I already have two staffs that are already really cool and comp- like I just am not going to get rid of them for it. Uh, one of them being Bifrost. And so, you know, since since they all have a lot of common parts, I've been working on those. And the ascended materials for each map are, first of all, not fun. <laughs> not fun to acquire 250 of each of them. Mm. Um, and... Verdant Brink, at least there are a buttload of uh, the packed, uh, the, the airship supplies for you to open. Like, you can't go 50 feet without finding one, and you get a billion crowbars. But uh, Orc Basin, you can only get them from completing the meta event and opening those boxes down there. So that puts you on, like, a really strict schedule and limited potentially number that you can get although at least there's a ton down there so you can just like open a ton of them when you get there yeah and but it's still like it's still so much more limited than verdant brink and then the tangled depths you only can get them from the uh the crystalline or crystallized weapons caches or whatever and you do not get chalk acid which is the main method of opening them very easily like you you pretty much just have to buy them with crystals and then just sort of run around opening these things and they probably only have what like a 65 percent 70 percent drop rate like for one yeah something like that and when you need to get 250 like that means you're opening you know four or five hundred of these stupid things Mm -hmm. um and it's just not there's really no there's no real like reward from them like they just give you some garbage uh so it's just it's just really a slog you're not just you're just gonna not naturally pick them up and the same is true with the crystalline ingots is that the ores are the ones you could add dragon stand yeah the crystalline ore like yeah again machetes you i mean you just don't get that many you pretty much only get them from buying them with the other currencies yeah. And it's just uh it's really long and slow and and Kate gave me the pro tip that you actually get a moderate amount of all of them from doing the story and I'm pretty sure that it's way less painful to just run the story like 8 times to completion mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than yeah, actually doing the maps for them and that's I feel like that's not great. Like yeah, I mean, to, to some extent, I really liked how rewarding the story was, and it was, like, really rewarding to play on alts, but at the same time, sort of a disappointment that um, still doing all those things was probably as fast of a way to get things like Leyline Sparks, where you have to go three quarters of the way into the story to actually get them, because that they drop in, in the Tangled Depths zone stories. Um, right than actually just doing the map meta. Like, it's roughly the same amount of time for me to start a new character on a story, get all the way through to getting those 15 leyline sparks, as it takes for me to get enough crystals to buy the chalk acid to run around and get all the caches to get the leyline sparks. That does bother me. I think that... I I feel like... Because I do agree. I I had a feeling you were going to bring that up about the story being rewarding. And it's, it's a very fine line to walk where... I also like that the story is rewarding, and I like that it's repeatably rewarding, but it's sort of frustrating to feel like... to feel that it is rewarding in the sense that it is giving you something that is fairly exclusive, and the alternative is to spend a long time doing something, grinding it, and so... It's not just that doing the story is rewarding, it's that you're incentivized to do the story six to ten times because of the nature of those rewards. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, ex- you know, exactly for these these ascended materials that you could do each of these map metas and sort of run around and open these chests forever. Uh, but, you know, for the quantity that you need from all of the maps, you're probably better off just doing the story eight, ten times. And the one that I ran into, because I really just didn't want to throw a hundred or so gold at a set of exotic Vipers gear. And, you know, I realized that completing the second to last mission gives you a choose box of Vipers gear. And so it's like, well, if I just do the story five times, like, then I'll have my Vipers gear because it's so expensive. But it doesn't give you... 
it's not giving you raw materials. It's giving you certain things which are super annoying or expensive to get otherwise, rather than directly giving you wealth or directly giving you broadly useful items. Does that make sense? Yes. It's sort of, it's it's a weird incentive. It's like, it's rewarding because you can do it a bunch of times to complete one set of whatever thing you're trying to get, which is weird uh it just it feels very strange it's not rewarding in the sense that say fractals or dungeons are rewarding where you just like get good drop rates or you get you know good gold return it's that the things that they're replicate or the things that they give you directly are oh and uh leyline boxes too the leyline armor uh you mm, also get yeah. a piece of and completing a full set of the full leyline collection is uh an ascended armor piece right yes as the reward so yeah it's uh i i like that it's rewarding but it's i think it's more a gripe of some of the things that in in the case of a legendary legendary should be um time consuming and challenging to get like that's 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 fine but it has to be so in sort of the right way and i really wish that they would move some of the ascended material acquisition into completing the meta events with high participation because I just I think that would be more satisfying. Like if you got say you got twenty for a hundred and eighty percent plus meta event participation completion. Like that's still that's still gonna take you ten of those to get two hundred of that, and that's still a ton of meta event. But you know, as it stands, doing the meta event gives you say two hundred and fifty leyline crystals, which buy you. Do you know how many vials of chalk acid that is? It's eight per vial. I don't know off the yeah. top of my head what it is. Eight per vial. So, I mean, that'd be 40-ish, yeah. give or take. Yeah. So, I mean, 40-ish, and then that turns into, like, 30. So, I mean, I guess that it kind of does by proxy, but just, like, running around opening, you know, <laughs> just running around opening crystalline caches is not very engaging. You're just, like, it's just sort of like farming iron ore. Like it's just, yeah. it's it's very boring. It's not like it doesn't really feel like you're playing the game. You're just sort of running around looking for a node to press F on. So I sort of wish that, yeah, I I, I feel like it would be nice to reward participating in the map with some of those materials directly. Um, and then it would still be rewarding to do the personal story, but you'd look at it and say like, well, I could probably get a little bit more of a specific one from doing the meta event. And it's not yeah. like doing the story is a waste of time, but yeah, it's 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 a little awkward. I'm honestly, I am amazed that you, <laughs> I'm amazed how fast you finished uh, the Nevermore. Yeah. Now that I'm, now that I'm working on it, <laughs> the parts the parts that aren't money based, you know, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you had enough money to do the money parts, but the amount of the amount of meta events that you have to do to do these stupid things. And yeah, I didn't find that part that bad for some reason. I don't know if it is because I just like naturally. I mean, part of it was probably the rush, right? Yeah, it was brand new. Yeah, and I mean, I I mean, I naturally finished. I got a lot of things from doing my masteries, which I had to do anyway to get the gifts, and so I just sort of was conscientious of making sure that the different things I were doing were, were synergizing. Sure. Yeah, I mean that probably helps too. That's reasonable. Because I know, I know that I yeah, spent but... a lot more time in Verdant Brink and Orc Basin and hardly any time in the latter two. And so that's left me in sort of this weird place where I got those two gifts instantly and the, uh, and, and the, the Tangled Depths and, and Dragon Sand are just, I am starting from scratch practically. <laughs> yeah, I will say that now that I've done that, and I've done a couple specialization weapons which also use sort of the same currencies, mm -hmm. um... I would be effectively starting from scratch if I wanted to make another legendary of this batch. And so I hope uh, in a deep, dark part of my heart that the rest are fantastically ugly. So I don't even have a desire to go after them because if I have to do amalgamated gemstones and these zone currencies again, oh my God. How, what, how do you do amalgamated gemstones again? So amalgamated gemstones, oh god, this is a whole nother topic for me, but amalgamated gemstones are made from taking T6 gems, so like ruby orbs, mineral orbs, whatever, or um, any type of doubloon, so there's the copper, silver, platinum, gold doubloons, and or 
yellow rarity crests, like those junk items, like those green crest junk oh, is items that, that you why get. They're so expensive now. Yes. So those three things in any combination of four of them, like you can have four ruby orbs or like one crest, one orb, and two doubloons or whatever. Any combination of those, um, you need to put four of those into the Mystic Forge, which pops out one amalgamated gemstone. So, or no, sorry, uh, three of each of those. So 12 orbs total makes one amalgamated gemstone. So the total number of orbs you need to make 250 amalgamated gemstones is 2,250. Yeah. Uh, that is not even remotely obtainable by natural play uh, yeah. within the span of years, which really, frustra really frustrates me. Like, I obviously it creates... Um, value for those items and they, they've definitely gone up in price so if you're not using them then yeah pitch them because you can make loads of money that way but holy crap is it frustrating to obtain yeah yeah gift of money 2.0 basically yeah do you, so do you need those for every legendary every uh, so far every for the hot... new legendary yes not the old ones oh god i should have been looking at that <laughs> wow all right yeah um wow wow well, you have, you know, maybe the greatsword will come out and you won't care because you've already got a greatsword, right? Do you have a greatsword legendary? I have two, but not yeah, three because I, I didn't make eternity because I'm ridiculous. I mean, on the one hand, it's eternity. On the other hand, you're losing two items with stat swapping. Uh, actually, <laughs> well, I did make eternity. Uh, what I did was I made twilight for myself because I wanted that. And then... um. You're going to punch me, because this is another story about my RNG. Uh, I finished map completion again, and I had a lot of mats, and I went, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if I had a precursor? So on a whim, I took four greatswords and threw them in the Mystic Forge, and Dusk popped out. So I sold it and bought Dawn and made Sunrise. And then I put Sunrise and Twilight in the Forge uh, and made Eternity, which was then not bound, and I sold Eternity for 3.5k. And that's how I had a lot of money for a long time. But it's all gone uh -huh. now because I made Nevermore. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that while we're talking about having a lot of money, I've noticed that my Ecto is piling up so fast from doing adventures and daily swamps because getting gold on adventures gives you a high or 100% chance of getting a rare item from the gold chest. And I can do, you know, seven of the golds in like 20 minutes and than also doing fractals and i like uh, yeah i i think i had 800 ecto uh yesterday and i just sold a stack for almost 100 gold just like because i don't I, you're never gonna need that much mm -hmm. um yeah there's i i've noticed a great increase in my ecto gain rate over in compared to past play patterns um which i approve just, of i like that yeah i do too um I mean, if nothing else, they still hold value. So, but uh, yeah. So I think I think that's uh, good. That's we're clocking in here at about an hour. So unless there's anything else you really wanted to say, um, I think I think it's fine to call it there. Do you have a cast cast this week? I do not have a cast cast this week. I was not prepared. That's okay. Neither was I. Um, we don't. You know, sometimes that's how making a show goes. Yeah. The show just <laughs> the show just goes on. The show makes itself. Yeah, we just sort of roll with it. Literally, our prep for the show was I started a document and, uh, you know, Vraven and, and Eric both wrote like two lines in the show notes. Kate didn't even say that she was coming and I had to message her today to see. And then Vraven and Eric had to bow out. And we like five minutes before the show, I said, so we've got a show and no notes. And she said, we haven't talked about Tangled Depths yet. You okay. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I want to get around to, I think, weeks that we don't have much news, like this week, we'll get around to talking about some of the things we haven't talked about for a long time, or things we haven't covered yet. Um, I still want to get to Dragon Stand, and I still want to give, I still want to talk through Gorsaville and Sabatha, and sort of give my final thoughts on the first Raid Wing at some point, since I've now seen and killed one of those bosses and seen the other one, um, and just give a better uh, perspective on raids with more distance, but... That is a teaser because we're not going to talk about that today. Today, so coming soon, TM. Uh, the rest yeah. of my thoughts on raids. Well, maybe next week because I don't think. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't think we're due for any new patches for quite a while. Uh, I mean, as far as we know, oh. they're on the quarterly schedule, right? So <laughs> related to that, uh, recently 
um, I believe it was on Reddit, I don't think it was on the forums, Colin confirmed that just because we're getting big quarterly updates doesn't mean that nothing is coming in between them. So every two weeks there will still be a patch. It can still have content in it. Um, things like PvP seasons starting, I think, and fractals and things. I don't remember exactly what he said was in it, but he said basically um, just because content is not going to be exclusive to the three quarterly or the quarterly balance patches. I don't know why I said three. Three doesn't go with quarters at all. Well, there's three more. Yeah, that's the thing that I was thinking of, sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Solidarity. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's good. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about the raids next week because we're off to go fight Gorsival again now after the patches. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for, yeah, thanks for listening to us ramble on again this week and we'll be back next week. This has been another episode of Relics of Ore. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofore.com, email us at relicsofore at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching Relics of ORR. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.